one thing we lack certainly globally right now, that's leadership. Uh, we even aspirational leadership in the context of the United States. And uh, the G20 has become, you know, that stereotypical talk shop. President Xi Jinping, the host of the summit, spoke about or warning against the, 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 the let's avoid so-called hollow talk this week in Hangzhou where the summit is taking place. And I think he's right. So the internal divisions are very divisive conference. Everyone has an, has an argument with somebody else, it seems. And uh, and uh, the the unceremonious welcome that uh, that Barack Obama received on arrival pretty much sums it up. So I think it's more divisions, more arguments, but of course there'll be a, a generic sort of um, very neutral, not offensive to anybody, general statement put out at the end of the summit, as if it's being a resounding success. But I think Chris is right. What comes out of these summits ended anyway? But are we expecting anything concrete to emerge here? Because uh, if we look at what the IMF said, uh, they are concerned about um, a downgrade in the forecast for the global uh, economic growth this year. Do we actually expect these G20 leaders to come up uh, with some sort of solution? Well, IMF is, of course, participating. Global growth is is sagging, maybe just above 3%, 3, 3.4%. We're stuck in a, in a low-growth, high-debt Type, uh, type track, if you will, and no one's come up with sort of any sort of innovative solutions. Europe is in a low-growth funk. Uh, the United States has major, I would argue, major political risk in the U.S. Chinese growth is, is sagging and, again, high corporate debt in, in, um, in China. And uh, no one seems to be know what's, what's the new recipe for growth globally. How do we kickstart global growth? And no one really has that solution. Maybe, as you were saying earlier, the, uh, from Canada, comments around trade liberalization, but when times are difficult, when the economies aren't growing, when there's rising, a rising sense or sense of protectionism, nobody wants mm. to talk free trade. Uh, I saw yesterday that there was a sideline meeting of the BRICS countries, of course, which we're a part. And uh, in all the BRICS meetings I've been at or observed, I've never heard the phrase free trade mentioned. So if we're not going to trade our way and do business out of this crisis, what is the alternative? Monetary policy, I, you know, talking at sort of interest rates and exchange rates and the like, doesn't obviously work. Um, we're talking so-called helicopter money in Europe, i.e. big money drops into the economy trying to st- stimulate consumer demand. But nobody really has got the solutions here. The G20 themselves a few years ago spoke about or signed off on structural reform, uh, whatever that means. Maybe structural euphemism for politically difficult to do. Did it help Brazil? Did it help Russia? Is it helping us as G20 members? Clearly not. So then what's the point of a summit such as this to help achieve uh, some of the global economic goals? Look, uh, that's the ultimate question. I think what goes on in these meetings is more important than a bilateral meeting, like country to country, trying to resolve or, or thrash out key bilateral issues rather than sort of a broader multilateral arrangement. Twenty countries with very diverse interests. Um, I think it's, it's impossible to come up with some sort of coherent plan of action, one that, one that appeals to everybody, A, in theory, and, and B, more importantly, one that's actually, that, is, that is in fact actionable. Will we see governments really start? I mean, for example, uh, you know, our president will return uh, this week from Hangzhou with our finance minister, amongst other government officials. Will we see a change in domestic policy following his visit to China, Hangzhou? I, I certainly doubt it.